Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. Before we get started, a word from our sponsor. This is Ramsey from Security Plus LLC, the best employee benefits broker. We have been reducing costs on benefits for employers across the U.S. since 1988. We have better benefits for less money. We will shop over 200 carriers and over 600 plan designs to find the best deal for you. We want to put that money back in your pocket. So be on the lookout for a phone call from us because we will be reaching out very soon. Well, hello and welcome back. I'm Paul Rozeski. Today is the 28th of February, 2024. National Tooth Fairy Day, National Science Day, and I learned something new today. It's Global Scouse Day. For those not familiar with Scouse, it's actually a meat stew, something that will typically include a meat, potatoes, onions, and a menagerie of vegetables. It's essentially a way to use up leftovers. And this holiday started when someone living in Liverpool, because it's an England thing, randomly decided to have his friends over every February 28th for an annual Scouse dinner. The idea was picked up by a cafe and has grown into being on the menu of over 100 bars, restaurants, and cafes in Liverpool and across England on this particular day. It's even made its way onto a couple of trains that have food service. Funny enough, now that I know what Scouse is, it's strikingly similar to what the last month of the legislative calendar is going to look like. How, do you ask? Well, that's what I'm here to tell you. So, let's jump into some news together. There is some definite positioning and jockeying happening since the Assembly made its final blitz of votes on bills and, and amendments in a three-day marathon of cranking out decisions. When it was all said and done, they took their significant stack of completed files, walked over to the Senate, dumped it in their lap, and yelled, You're it! No tag backs! And ducked out of the room. Now... The Senate has a list of well over 100 things they can consider, and let me tell you, they won't make it through everything. So, the positioning and jockeying comes in, with everyone wanting their bills to make the cut and be on the agenda and get a chance to make it to a vote. Their agenda is going to be a fascinating scouse because it's really going to be pretty wide-ranging, and it's funny because when you're making a dish like this, sometimes there are decisions and changes along the way. Yeah, you know what? We'll throw that in after all. Ah, you know what? On second thought, not going to do that. In the end, you're not going to know how it's going to turn out and what it's going to taste like or look like till it's completely done. And when I jokingly said they ducked out of the room, don't think I'm implying that they took off because they won't have another floor session. They're just back campaigning for re-election. Representatives are putting in effort into their bills with the senators that authored it with them. And everyone's crowding into the farmer's kitchen, trying to elbow their way in front of the stove to make sure that their leftovers make it into the pot. Because at this point in the game, there are only two options. You are either making it into the cows, or you end up in the slop bucket that gets taken out to the pigs. With elections coming up in November, there will be new members in the Assembly and the Senate. So, there's new people to consider what's going on, and it's a complete reset. 
everything starts at the beginning of the process again. It's And any bills make its way through the process of proposals and hearings and votes to get its day in the sun. And that's what people want to avoid. In other news, one of the bills that was passed by the Senate first and got its passage last week from the Assembly to open its path to the governor's desk is Senate Bill 312, which would be the first step in setting up a PFAS trust fund to help address that particular water contamination in the state. The fund is set to get $125 million in a deposit from the state that was approved in the state budget. Well, first off, that means that the money has been accounted for and has been available since July when the first new when the new budget took effect. The DNR is in charge of administering the program and are kind of frustrated that the legislature is sitting on the money and not doing anything with it yet because the Joint Finance Committee needs to approve the release of those funds and hasn't happened yet. I'm sure because the lawmakers want a bill in place to set the guidelines to the program, which is Senate Bill 312. Well, the bill is written, but along the way, an amendment was added that changed what the DNR could and couldn't do, which Democrats said took some teeth out of the bill. Enough where a bill wanted to try and address having clean water, a bill that in concept deserves bipartisan support, is now being opposed by the Democrats, and Governor Evers promised he would veto it. In the spirit of elbowing your way in and getting your cabbage in the scouse, the DNR issued a press release today saying that they still can't support the bill with the amendment, so they're proposing another alternative to negotiate and try and get some progress towards a solution and getting this started. Now, just to let you know, essentially, part of the funds will go to landowners whose property is already contaminated with PFAS, but they weren't the polluter, and some will go to landfills to help mitigate how much they are contributing to PFAS contamination in the water supply. The legislature's relationship with the DNR has been a bit contentious above and beyond this, with disagreements about the wolf population, committee member appointments, and deer hunting. So, we shall see. More to come on this one. And finally, a reminder for PPP loan holders that March 4th is an important date. At the turn of the year, the Federal Small Business Administration announced expanded flexibility and accommodations for COVID, EDIL, and PPP borrowers. For the borrowers that were behind, it is a grace period to help them get caught up or at least on a plan and therefore avoiding the repercussions of defaulting on a government loan. For the borrowers with loans under $100,000, the goodwill exception period started January 1st, lasting through March 3rd, 2024. During this period, they want to make sure that PPP borrowers know how to apply for forgiveness and that COVID EDIL borrowers are are aware, I should say, of all the repayment options, including hardship repayment plans, and they're holding off on escalating collections activities until after the goodwill exemption period ends. 
Small business borrowers in delinquency or default who take action and obtain good standing with the SBA will improve their long-term financial health, blah, 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 substantially. If by some chance you fall in that category, the clock's a ticking. In closing, and in the spirit of Tooth Fairy Day, I went searching for a pillow-related quote. And I decided that although Benjamin Franklin's quote of fatigue is the best pillow isn't too bad, I prefer this bit of wisdom from poet Maya Angelou. Quote, let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayer and let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good. Unquote. Have a great second half of your weekend as always. Thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every unseasonably warm corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org slash join.